Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com The preview content rolls on on the Yahoo Sports Hockey podcast. Justin Cuthbert with you. For the top storylines ahead and to be discussed throughout the 2021-22 NHL season. We are almost there. We're a few days away. Let's make sure we tackle those before new storylines emerge. Now, we can't completely ignore COVID-19. It was what dominated the discourse in the lead up to last year, which of course was shortened and began in January and was completely thrown out of whack with different divisions and no cross-border travel We are finally going to see some Canadian teams take on American teams in situations that are not the Stanley Cup and NHL semifinals. It's going to be a regular season, a regular, regular season, but we can't ignore COVID-19 completely. We can, however, damn near bury it because it is not the number one thing that's top of mind coming into the season. Sure, it is going to be a factor, but we can actually focus on hockey. So let's do that before I bring it up later on the podcast. Anyway, the Olympics is really the big thing. Um, It's going to sort of be the thing that's bubbling under the surface throughout the entire season. Will they go? Won't they go? Who's going? Who's going to win it? Literally every story is going to be affected in some ways by Olympics, the Olympics and Olympic participation. But beyond that right now, there's not really much to add. So let's dive into NHL specific storylines. 2021-2022 NHL season, and let's begin with Jack Eichel. This is the big non-Olympic story. This is a situation which is, it's pretty awful, honestly. It's infringing on human rights at this point because Jack Eichel, former captain of the Buffalo Sabres, has an injury, has a neck injury, and wants to make the best decision not just for his playing future, but for his future as a human being. 65-year-old Jack wants to get a certain surgery so that he can be at his best self for more than just his time as an employee of the Buffalo Sabres. But the Sabres don't want him to get that surgery, his preferred surgery. So basically, we're at a stalemate. We've been at this stalemate for a long time. Basically, the Sabres are holding the playing career of one of the best players in the league, one of the best American players in the league, hostage. He's likely going to miss the entire season because he can't get what he needs to get done done one way or the other. He's going to miss the Olympics. He should be the number two center for the United States. He's at risk of losing his career in some ways here. This story threatens to hover over the entire season. And let's hope that it doesn't because thankfully we do have like a little bit of movement. 
apparently Buffalo is now willing to share medical records with other teams, teams that might be interested in trading for Jack, allowing him to have that surgery and then slotting them into their lineup. Best case scenario, end of last season, probably though next year. And just because Buffalo is now you know, willing to do this, it raises two big questions. One, why did it take so long? But two, what is the NHLPA doing on a regular basis, on a daily basis? How are they not fighting for this scenario to have happened five, six months ago so that Jack Eichel could have been traded by now, could have had the surgical procedure by now, and could perhaps be gearing up for a return earlier than later? This has gone on way too long, and hopefully it doesn't last the entire season. Next storyline, Seattle Kraken. I mean, how can we not go with the expansion side? We finally have symmetry in the NHL. There's no more competitive advantages built in or disadvantages built in because we have 32 teams, four divisions, eight teams in each division. The, the NHL has finally achieved balance with the Seattle Kraken. And it's not just, you know, hey, let's do this so we can have 32 teams and, and get right. They got into one of the best sports markets in the continent. This is not just any market. This is Seattle. It is a booming city, incredible sports market. And like the NHL did with Vegas, it beat the NBA there or back. And that's pretty important to establish those meaningful roots as quick as possible. And I'm sure they are going to do that. Now, do they have Vegas-like success ahead in terms of like being a, a popular and important brand in the city? I think so. I think so, probably. Reaching the Stanley Cup final in year one, though, I, I don't know about that. I actually do think they're better on paper than Vegas was at the time. I mean, we were kind of laughing at Vegas, which made us all look like morons at the time. But they'd have to capture lightning in, the bo- in a bottle just the same, and I don't think that's probably in the cards, even though I think the opportunity was there. I think they could have built a really good team. They're taking the patient approach. That's probably the best approach. Um, but there's still some areas of concern and some reasons to be a little skeptical skeptical about what's going on there. But I think it should be a competitive franchise right away and one that's going to do incredibly well in that market. Speaking of expansion success, let's go to the New York Rangers, who, of course, not anything close to expansion. But they do have a new coach who had his best seasons, I guess. Well, season, I think it was cut short pretty quick. With the Vegas Golden Knights, Gerard Gallant, who was the original head coach of the OG Misfits, is now at the very height of the game with the head coaching position with the New York Rangers, who should be one of the NHL's more interesting teams. Um, This is a team that's just a couple years removed from sending out a letter to fans saying, hey, we're rebuilding, it's going to take a bit, and just be patient with us. And now we are sort of in the rapid ascent stage where they are ready to compete now and ready to sort of abandon sort of the, the, the plan that they outlined to become quote unquote, more street tough um, after being embarrassed by Tom Wilson and the Washington Capitals in a infamous game last maybe March, maybe April. Um, they've sort of changed a lot of their identity. They picked up Ryan Reeves, Sammy Blay, who they picked up for Pavel Buchnevich, who was a part of that game and, kind of got embarrassed in the process, but is clearly a more talented player than Sammy Blay, even though Sammy Blay is a useful piece. Uh, They also picked up Barkley Goodrow and Jared Tenorti. They want to be tougher. They want to be a team that can engage in those street fights after Tom Wilson ran roughshod over what was basically the entire roster doing 
as he pleased in that game. I mean, Ryan Reeves is the most famous foil of Tom Wilson, the tougher guy in the battle between the two. At least you probably can see that if you're a Washington Capitals fan after the encounters they've had. So it changes the dynamic there. But what does that mean for the Rangers' success? What does it mean for that rebuild? Did they interrupt what was meaningful progression? Are they better being this team than they were when they were a little bit more talented before? And if they are a better team, is it just merely because of Gerard Gallant and the fact that he's a better coach than Dan Quinn? There's like a wide, wide range of outcomes that can come with this Rangers season, about as wide as any other team. And it's almost as though they exist as like a referendum on how the game should be played all of a sudden. It will cement the opinions one way or another, how the Rangers fare this season. It's going to be a very, very interesting season in Manhattan. They could be at the top of the Metro, which might be the best division in hockey. They could miss the playoffs. They could be in wildcard chase. They could just be sort of comfortable in that 2-3 and ready for a postseason run, which they haven't had in a while, in a couple of years since at least that uh, that note to fans. So New York Rangers, certainly going to be a team to watch and with a different interest this year in the United States, I'm sure they'll be getting lots of airtime. Lots of airtime has been the case for the Tampa Bay Lightning, who of course been the last team standing in each of the last two years as back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. But interesting interesting position for them because we know how hard it is to win. We know what it can do to you the next season and the and the following seasons, and they sort of buck the trend by going back-to-back. But does Tampa have it in them to go another year, to win another championship, to be the first team in 40 years to win three consecutive championships? We shall see. It has been an objectively bad offseason though for the lightning and that's just how it is in the nhl if you you if you win even if you don't win you pay the price of winning because it is difficult to keep a lot of good players on one team they did add some value contracts Corey perry zach bogosian pierre edward belmar these are all guys that are pretty severely underpaid or at least underpaid a little bit um Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss based on market value and they went to tampa bay because they wanted maybe the tax breaks but also the chance to win uh and they're going to get that in tampa bay but losing the entire third line the team that really elevated them from like an elite regular season team to the most dominant team in the playoffs and when it matters most they lost the entire line barkley goodrow has already mentioned in in new york uh, and they also lost Blake Coleman to the Calgary Flames and Yanni Gord in the expansion draft. So the, the line that was the differentiator for Tampa is now suddenly gone. 
But how much does that matter is, I guess, the big question involving the Tampa Bay Lightning. How do, why does, does it matter that much when you have one back-to-back Stanley Cups? I guess not, because you have that to fall back on. But it might not matter because they still might just be the best team in the league. They are the organization we should trust in an ability to sustain from within. Um, but when looking forward when you know assessing their chances in the playoffs again i just don't think we're going to know exactly what this team is until we reach that point i mean there were people doubting them out of that first round series with the florida panthers last year because they kind of had a ho-hum regular season and i feel like we're going to get the exact same thing from tampa this year they're going to be on cruise in cruise control they might show some vulnerability but when the chips are on the table who wants to play them in the playoffs I don't think many teams are going to be signing up for that. They could be, it could be the perfect time to get Tampa Bay. It also could be just like the last few years, which is the worst time to get the Tampa Bay Lightning in a playoff matchup. That being said, a lot of attention this year should also be on the Florida Panthers, who might be the best team in Florida, could show that in the regular season. That could prove to be true or completely untrue when we get into the postseason, because there's a good chance that the Battle of Florida, that might be the hottest rivalry in the NHL right now could spill into the playoffs once again. The difference with Florida, who performed as a top five team last year throughout the regular season, the difference between them and other elite teams in their position is that they had the ability to add while all other contenders basically subtracted. This is a team on the rise and therefore they still have a little bit of money to spare. And what Bill Zito did in his rapid assembly of talent is add Sam Reinhardt from the Buffalo Sabres who fits in seamlessly like a glove into one of the top offenses in the entire league. I mean, the Tampa top six, the Tampa top nine, the Tampa, the entire team is very, very formidable. Now the Panthers could be the team that knocks off Tampa. They could also be the team that benefits from the team that knocks off Tampa. The Florida Panthers are going to be a problem in the regular season, in the postseason. It could be a President's Trophy. It could be an Eastern Conference. It could be a trip to the Stanley Cup Final. It could be a championship for this team this season. That's how good they are, and they are going to garner that attention throughout the balance of the regular season. If there is a team that is considered favorites, and they are in betting markets, it is the Colorado Avalanche once again, like they were last year. The favorites, they return as the favorites but for me, I think there's a little bit of reason to worry about them. Not because they're in training camp now again and without carbs and on edge and all that stuff with Nathan McKinnon, but because, you know, that championship window, it doesn't stay open forever. This is probably still the most talented roster, but it's becoming a little bit more difficult to keep everything as strong as it either once was or could be. They had a difficult offseason as well. I mean, they lost probably more than they lost the most compared to anyone to the Seattle Kraken. And because of the Seattle Kraken, they lost Jonas Donskoy in the expansion draft and they lost their number one goaltender, Vesna Trophy finalist, Philip Grubauer in free agency to the Kraken. And then because they lost their goaltender, they had to go out and spend a high, high price to get Darcy Kemper. So because of the expansion process, the Colorado Avalanche, a giant bite was taken out of that team and it leaves them a little bit more vulnerable. And then they had to sign contracts for Kale McCarr and Gabriel Landeskog, which takes away some of the, the flexibility that they've shown and that other good teams have been without. 
So everything is kind of getting a little bit more difficult for this team to be at their best selves. I think the change in goaltender with Kemper, I mean, Darcy Kemper could go to the Olympics for Canada. He could be a Vesna Trophy nominee himself, but there's reason to worry or be at least slightly concerned when there is change at such an important position. No team in the NHL should feel more pressure than the Colorado Avalanche to win this season. Nathan McKinnon still being severely underpaid and more contracts that need to get signed and more UFAs that are coming up. Colorado is in a very important spot in their timeline as a potential championship team. No team should feel more pressure. And this is coming from someone who listens into the Toronto market each and every day. Another team with pressure is the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, they are both better and worse. It seems that everything has been accentuated in Edmonton after what was a very interesting offseason. The offense, which was always the strength, is better. They brought in Zach Hyman, traded for Warren Fogel, added Derek Ryan. They added without really any subtract from subtraction, and they have added some really important pieces. Zach Hyman could turn this top six into the best in hockey, potentially. I mean, it's not really a hot take with Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl within that top six, but Zach Hyman can do incredible things for either one of those players or both of those players if they end up on a line together. He is that good of a, you know, utilitarian piece. But the problem is the issues for the Edmonton Oilers, which have been defense and goaltending, are even more questionable now. Uh, Edmonton brought in Cody Cece on a big ticket who bounced back in Pittsburgh last year, but should not have been able to earn that much of an investment in free agency, at least from a team that knows what it's doing back there. They re-upped Tyson Berry, who did have a great year and formed a very good partnership with Darnell Nurse, but there's also reason to be concerned there. And they added Duncan Keith, who, future Hall of Famer, great player, in one of the best players in the league at his, at his prime, but he's way up there in age. Um, it's it's a, not a miracle, but a they're pretty they're pretty fortunate that he ended up in Edmonton in training camp because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Uh, not that that's really an issue because he's he is there now. Um, it's just that you know it's it's the what what the Oilers have done on defense isn't exactly convincing. Is get I guess what I'm trying to say. The Oilers are going to be exposed routinely on the back end. It's just the way it's going to be. They're going to have to outscore their mistakes. And while they can do that in the regular season, it seems more often than not, it's very, very hard to do that in the postseason. And they are going to rely once again on the exact same fleet of goaltenders. It's going to be Mike Smith. It's going to be Miko Koskinen. And after the last two off seasons where goaltenders exchanged hands at a rapid pace, it is very, it's remarkable that Ken Holland has just stayed steadfast with these two goalies who, while Mike Smith outplayed every expectation last year, that was an outlier season. That is not what you should expect from him moving forward, especially when he's already up there in age already as is. Miko Koskin has shown to not even be a replacement level goaltender. There's issues there, and there's no reason to suggest that Smith's performance and that the Oilers goaltending as a whole will regress. And that's an issue, clearly. It could be addressed, but there's only so much you can do. And it seems like McDavid, while he's been given so much help, he's still going to be on an island this season. We'll see how it goes. The regular season could be great. Again, it could be fantastic. It probably will be pretty damn good. But does anyone think they're going to do better in the Stanley Cup playoffs? 
I don't think there's many. Another big off-season development was the new TV world that the NHL is stepping into. Uh, of course, the NHL has been with NBC for a long, long time now, uh, over a decade. And really, NBC failed to really elevate the game in, in its partnership and their tenure together. Now, ESPN and TNT will do battle to try to do what NBC didn't, which is to raise its profile and make it more of a must-see ticket in the United States. The fact that it's two, that it's not just ESPN, not just TNT is really the key here. I mean, you want to be on ESPN, let's be honest. But being on ESPN and TNT, that is maybe the perfect formula. Because competition in the broadcasting space is the rising tide that raises all boats, and therefore the NHL. NBC was not great because it didn't have to be. It was without competition. It could rest on its laurels. With ESPN and TNT, you're competing for advertising revenue. You're competing to put on the superior product. That means you have to keep working at it in order to be better than the other company that's doing the same thing as you. The worry, though, is how important is hockey really to these networks? I mean, ESPN has everything under the sun. TNT has maybe the best studio show on TV and that's a basketball show. Of course, the NBA, they cover and do so incredibly well. But how much of the pie will the NHL get from both these networks? We don't really know. We know that they've, you know, they're launching what, what is a, an impressive, uh, you know, fleet of reporters and analysts and all that. The people that should be covering hockey in the U.S. are going to be doing that for TNT and ESPN. But again, how much between the games and between those broadcasts how much attention is going to be on the NHL from those networks in between. I think that's very important and we need to see more of it in order for the NHL to achieve what it can and for hockey to achieve what it can in the United States. The sport deserves high-end coverage. It deserves to call a network like ESPN, again, in particular home. Hopefully this is the massive deal that it should be. Okay, we've reached the unvaccinated portion of the program. Unfortunately, we do have to discuss COVID-19 and the impacts a little bit here because it is undoubtedly a massive storyline for this season, if not, or it isn't the most important, as I mentioned, but it is still a very, very important one. So, you know, shout out is, shout outs are in order for the league to the vast majority of players. The NHL is going to operate in a safe space this season or a, as safe as it really can be because the league put its foot down and because the players bought in. However, there are a few, of course, who didn't want to get vaccinated. They will be watched and reported on all season long. And really, the attention, which they probably don't want because it is negative attention, they only really have themselves to blame for that. They will have to jump through hoops to be an unvaccinated player, to be an unvaccinated employee in the NHL. And again, those hoops, they only have themselves to blame for that. The two main players and the two that haven't been banished because they are too important to their franchises and they get paid a decent amount of money. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi and Mackenzie Blackwood are those players, are those high-profile unvaccinated players. And they are not only gambling with their careers, um, but they are ready, in their so steadfast in their beliefs that they're ready to forfeit hundreds of thousands of dollars and receive constant scrutiny. For a player like Mackenzie Blackwood, he could be sacrificing a position on Canada's, Canada's Olympic team because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Apparently, he was in the chair and then decided not to get it. So um, obviously we're gonna be watching this all season. 
Will they cave to pressure? Will the fact that they have to be locked in their hotel rooms on the road, they can't cross borders, they can't play in New York State, which would be a problem for Mackenzie Blackwood, certainly. Although New Jersey, of course, he'd be fine at home, but they're going to play a handful of games in Long Island and Manhattan. They have to play a handful of games across the border. And this just causes such a problem. Well, should cause a problem in the dressing room because what if the New Jersey Devils are in the postseason hunt and they have a must-win game and their best goaltender has to stay at home because he can't cross the border? It's going to be a story all season long. And thankfully, because of the league and the buy-in from the players, it's not going to be a story that just overwhelms the daily in the NHL because it's only going to affect a small amount of players. And finally, Toronto Maple Leafs. It wouldn't be a preview show without mentioning the Toronto Maple Leafs. It hasn't been an easy time for this team uh, which and this organization, which can't even pull off a five-part documentary with Amazon money. The All or Nothing series was severely disappointing. I don't think we learned anything. And to have that level of access and to not teach a diehard audience like the Toronto Maple Leafs fan base, really anything about their team is a colossal failure. Um, but it really doesn't matter. Last season doesn't matter. And of course, any documentation of last season doesn't matter because the need for success in the immediate term is pretty dire. Uh, it is essential. I'm not sure the Toronto Maple Leafs can move forward without wholesale changes if progress isn't finally made this season and namely this postseason. That all being said, the vibes are pretty good around the team, it seems. They are probably worse on paper, but they've managed to create some high-quality competition for spots despite losing Zach Hyman and Zach Bogosian on the back end. But with this team, there's always that feeling of vulnerability. I mean, we saw it play in the last season with John Tavares going out and what that did to the team eventually in a seven-game series to Montreal. What happens if they lose TJ Brody or Austin Matthews? or John Tavares for any prolonged stretch of time. The vulnerability is there because they just don't have that team depth that they had. And it seems like, you know, they've managed to put some capable players in place, but what if this player doesn't work out or that player doesn't work out? And what does that mean for the roster? The difference between the Leafs is if something goes wrong, it has a more negative impact than other teams. And that is exactly what happened in the postseason, and that what thre- that's what threatens to happen this season. And we might already know the cost because we have the Morgan Riley situation, who's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season and who came out on media day or marketing day, as they call it, and didn't exactly, you know, soothe over any concern about him potentially leaving in the off season because they just don't have the money there. We know the consequence already. If it doesn't work out, it's going to be hard to pay Morgan Riley. But if they don't progress, if they don't get something out of this year, you feel like it has to be bigger than that. That, of course, will be a story all season long, just like all the other ones I went through. Um, Comment on the video. We're on YouTube here, obviously. If you got other storylines, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, We have one more preview show, Solo Pod. Before the season begins on Tuesday, it will be the championship tiers will be counting down all 32 teams a power rankings of sorts but based on how likely it is that they win or can compete for the stanley cup the nhl season is almost here cannot wait 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.